Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos Podcast, where we talk with people around the world who can help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor, certified eating disorder specialist, and advanced clinical hypnotherapist. Calming the Chaos Podcast is for those who want self-help resources and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. Well, hello, and welcome back to Calming the Chaos. I'm Tracy Canella, and I have been gone through the summer, and now I'm back. And it's kind of interesting getting used to these controls again, but you know, a bit chaotic is not so bad. Taking a lot of deep breaths to calm my chaos this morning, that's for sure. Well, I'm sure you're going to be excited about our guest today. Many people say it's all about the money, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. I say it's all about the chaos. But we'll see. The person I am going to be interviewing today, Sari Ibrahim, he has a master's in business administration and he is a finance guy. So he kind of is all about the money when you think about it. And we are going to be talking about growing safe and predictable wealth. We're also going to be talking about some conditions that people are experiencing financially in the world today. It'll be just kind of a cool, casual conversation about a very important topic, which is money, right? For many, money means survival and livelihood. So Sarah Ibrahim is going to tell you about how he got started in this field, a little bit about himself and what he does to help people calm their financial chaos. So without further ado, I'm going to bring up Sarah Ibrahim. Hi, Welcome, Sari. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here and speak to you and your audience. Absolutely. I am really super excited to have you as my kickoff guest. Not like I'm going to kick you off the show, but kicking <laughs> off season four of my podcast. I cannot even believe that I'm going to be going into my fourth year of podcasting. It's just crazy. So, Sari, uh, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got into the financial field, mm -hmm. I'm sure people will be interested in listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. So, I'm from Chicago, Illinois, born and raised here, lived here my whole life. Um, and I'm a financial planner. As you mentioned, I have a company called Financial Asset Protection. So we do financial services, financial planning, financial, almost like financial counseling, really, um, for all people, for people in all types of uh, backgrounds. And um, pretty much over the phone or over Zoom in all 50 states. So we don't have any like geographic restrictions. And this was always, this has been the situation even before COVID. So when COVID happened, it kind of just um, made things easier to do things virtual. Uh, but yeah, that's who we are. That's who, uh, you know, who I am. I kind of got into this space when I was a senior in high school. Uh, I had to take a class called consumer economics. And the class was about, you know, very basic, like business and economics stuff. It was like how to write a check. What is a mortgage? What are, What is interest? You know, and I, I like that. That was my favorite class probably in all of my academic life <laughs> that I had to take because it was so relevant, right? It was, it's so needed um, and, and so applicable to our, our actual lives as adults. And I wanted to kind of like a, make a career out of that. Like, I want to do this, like, you know, whatever this is called, I want to do this um, in the future. But I didn't really know what it was called, um, financial counselor, financial consultant. So I got it, I got my MBA 
and thinking my MBA was going to give me like a better idea of what to do. And it kind of did a little bit, maybe like 10 or 20%. It gave me like a little bit of a route, but really it came down to working with people, talking to people, doing internships, doing different jobs until I actually found this exact thing that I wanted to do. And that is uh, being almost like a, like a money coach, like a financial coach for somebody completely independent. So it's not like I have to like work for one company and I have to like provide one type of product or service. It's really open-ended and it can go anywhere. And it, it's all about the client and where they want to go and what they want to solve. And especially like a today's like chaotic, you know, world. Um, I think that that's definitely needed for people. Yes. Financially chaotic. I am sure. Right. And I would love to hear more about the people you serve uh, as a, now you're, you're a financial planner, financial analyst, financial counselor, financial coach, you know, kind yeah. of those, all of the, all yes. things financial for you. Right. Yes. Yeah. So the typical person, and we'll go to your website in a little bit, the typical person though, that comes and visits you and really is serious about financial, mm -hmm. getting their finances in order. What kind of people do you typically see come in uh, for help from you? Yeah. So the number one thing we see is people want a difference, right? They want to kind of like go beyond what they already think and what they already believe. And they want something different. They don't want to just check the boxes um, they're not they're not trying to take a standard approach to financial freedom. They're they're willing to think outside the box, do things kind of unconventionally, do things mm -hmm. against what other people have been telling them their whole lives. That's the number one quality we see. Now, as far as like what how, like how much money they have, how much money they make, how much money they can keep at the end of the month or end of the year, that is entirely very diverse. So we mm -hmm. have all the way from Somebody who's, you know, still in college, works, you know, part-time at a restaurant, just wants to save up like $200 a month, all the way to clients who are retiring, you know, they're 65 years old, they have 10 real estate properties, they have their full-time work, they have a side business, they have stocks, you know, so that's kind of the spectrum of who, of who yeah. we work with. But I think, Tracy, the most important thing is the mindset. That is something that you can't really put a price tag on. Um, that's something that um, is, is critical when it comes to financial freedom. Oh, and you know, I'm all about the mindset being a licensed mental health counselor <laughs> and working with the mind. So when you talk about mindset, say a little bit more about, do we have to shift our minds about money or do we have to just be a little bit more creative, thinking outside the box? Mm -hmm. What sort of mindset shifts do we have to have when we're in a certain financial position and we want to change that into a more lucrative or profitable one? Yeah, I would say both. You have to be very creative. You have to kind of think something you have to think in a way that something hasn't existed yet and you want it to exist. And then also in the sense of, of shifting your mindset. So like, for example, what that means is, you know, we're taught invest in the stock market, um, you know, trust your local banker, you know, stay out of debt, um, keep a job for, you know, 30, 40 years. This is kind of like the standard, I guess, from, from what I've noticed, at least the standard approach to financial, a financial life, a good financial life. Um, no debt. And I think that you want to, some of the things to shift is as far as debt, there is definitely a difference between good debt and bad debt. Um, good debt is pretty much a way for you to leverage other financing using your assets. And then with that money that you leverage, you could ultimately make more money with that money that you've leveraged. That's, that's, that's an example of good debt. And then bad debt is the opposite. Bad debt is when you borrow the money and then the 
cost of using that money is greater than what you're able to use to, to make with that money. So com very common examples of good debt and bad debt are like, you know, using a mortgage to finance your business or using a line of credit, a home equity line of credit to finance a business or other investment. Typically, that's a good form of debt because there could be tax deductions with the interest. Um, the interest is typically lower than other forms of debt. It's spread out over like 15 or 30 years. Um, you're already paying a mortgage. You're already paying your bill. So adding in the, that cost of capital, it's, for most people, is not going to make that dramatic of a difference. Um, so that's a good form of debt. And then the, uh, the money that you could make with that money is going to be greater than the cost of that money. If that makes sense. And then bad debt is like a credit card. If you have a credit card and it's like 16% interest, you know, every month your your monthly payments alone and in interest could be like two or three hundred dollars a month. That could be that that is detrimental for most people. It's gonna hold you back. The money that you mm -hmm. use a credit card with is actually gonna be much greater than what you could make with that money. So that's a big mindset shift right there. A lot of people are like, whoa, you know, that just kind of blew my mind. I didn't know that you could use debt in a good way. Most people don't even think that get the word debt could be used in a good way, but it could with the proper guidance, the proper coaching, the legal advice, the tax advice, it could be used in a, in a way to make you more advantageous. So I kind of just like going through this whole process, going through the whole uh, financial finding financial freedom process. It really, it changed me as well. You know, it's, it's, it changed. Like I had a lot of moments where you you're, you're aiming at something and you're looking at it. It's like, are right, that's for sure wrong. Like that's for sure wrong. And then, you learn more facts about it and you're like, oh, wait a minute. The opposite is true, actually. So that's mm -hmm. kind of the mindset shift. And I think that's essential when building wealth. Good debt and bad debt, kind of like the nutritionists say there's there's good cholesterol yeah. and bad <laughs> cholesterol. Right. So you want to eat more avocados and less butter or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, so so then you're looking here at, uh, at people who are at all sorts of financial positions in mm -hmm. life right now, even from, you know, so I don't know that people would be calling you uh, when they are homeless or living out of their car, or they just had some, mm -hmm. something repossessed, but they could, I don't know, mm -hmm. uh, they could be willing to do something uh, creative. But I guess what I want to ask you is if you are in that position, are, are there tools that you can uh, suggest to help people who are just really impoverished in this, in, in, on the poverty end of the spectrum? Yeah, definitely. I think that somebody in that situation, right? Like, you know, very little limited resources. Um, in, in other words, they're struggling financially. I think that the number one person, the number one thing that that person needs is they need somebody to talk to. And yes, we could definitely talk to somebody in that situation at no charge, obviously. And it's a matter of getting them to the point of reaching, you know, some of their financial goals, right? Whether that's getting a job or transitioning mm -hmm. into a different role or starting their business or getting their business to a profitable stage, which is, I, I'm, that's something that we see a lot, right? When people transition from employment, full-time employment into their own businesses, there's almost always uh, a dip in between the money they were making and the money they're now making as entrepreneurs. I think it's safe to say when you start a business, just assume like the first one or two years you probably won't won't earn anything at all, and that that's that's a reason why people have to go kind of backwards when they're entrepreneurs. But yeah, Tracy, to answer your question, I think that we definitely could help somebody with very limited resources, and what that person typically needs is that person needs guidance. They need somebody to talk to, kind of very similar in your situation. When somebody has some sort of issue, the most important thing is they need a professional to talk to, 
and a professional to help them decide on what's mm -hmm. going to be the best uh, next steps for them. Yeah, you would have thought I would have, uh, I, that would have occurred to me that people just sometimes need somebody to talk to since I'm yeah. in that business myself. <laughs> but yeah, so just somebody, and it's free, you do offer a yes. free consultation. So they'll be able to talk to you at no cost. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the spectrum that you mentioned earlier, uh, could go from somebody who does not have a job, who may be living out of their car, mm -hmm. homeless, and uh, they, and it could they you could actually provide them with some financial goals is what you said and that yeah. is that's very important. I want to show you the spectrum that I made uh, based on what I feel is going on in the world today, and we mm -hmm. can talk a little bit more about these different situations. Mm -hmm. When you consider what we just talked about, which is at the left hand side of the continuum, homeless, mm -hmm. unemployed somebody living in poverty, you can make a phone call. Of course, at all of these points, you can make this free phone call to yeah. uh, Sari or his team uh, at uh, the Financial Asset Protection. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the name of the company, Financial Asset Protection. And then the website is mm -hmm. finassetprotection.com. Yes, and we do have that website as mm -hmm. well. And I uh, will put it up here and let's see where it shows up on the screen. Oh, there yeah, you perfect. go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. And then so you can go on there and there is a number that you can call. So if you were to work with somebody who is say what we were just talking about, just really, maybe they have a lot of, um, you know, they don't really have a lot of uh, assets, mm -hmm. they might be homeless, unemployed, then maybe one of their goals is to actually get some gainful employment, get a job or mm -hmm. get a stable living situation. Are you able to refer them to community resources? This is what I usually do is uh, com community resources, referrals, how to get things uh, for, for free from the um, from some agencies that are um, that help people who are struggling. Do you do any of that sort of work or is it mainly just kind of working toward um, someday getting assets, like you said, uh, borrowing off mm -hmm. of uh, uh, off of a home? Well, they don't have a home, yeah. but maybe there's another way they can go about it. What kind of ideas do you have? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the other things I want to be known for or want to do is I want to be a professional networker. So I want to be able to connect somebody in the right, if I can't do it in house here, to be able to connect them to uh, somebody who has done that or or can do that. So yeah, absolutely. If somebody's in a situation where they're looking for um, an employment agency or they're looking for some sort of other not-for-profit organization, I will definitely be able to help them um, either through somebody I've worked with in the past or somebody, and then we can even work together. And, I, and I've noticed that Sometimes that's all people need is they just, they just need somebody to work with them. Like even if it means jumping on Zoom together and sharing screens and then Googling things and then, you know, creating this like framework. All right, let's reach out to these five people. Let's have a, a meeting next week and let's see what happened differently there and working with them all the way until they hit their goal. Yeah, I know that sometimes when I suggest some resources that automatically puts a client at ease, but also overwhelm, right? Because mm -hmm. then there's all these phone calls that you need to make yeah. and or the time that you spend on hold. Uh, yeah. How do you go about encouraging people to work through that chaos of all of these? Okay, so if I want to actually work toward more mm -hmm. financial stability, I'm going to have to do this, but it's really causing me a lot of stress. Do you have any, any kind of mindset shift tricks that you might be able to suggest to somebody who's overwhelmed just by making some phone calls? Absolutely. And this was me too. I used to get really overwhelmed. Even if I just had to make one phone call and like read one email, I used to get really overwhelmed and um, 
and I had to obviously I had to change that right and it's just like anything else when you practice it you get better at it uh, so one thing I did one thing I, I started to do like 10 years ago and I'm still doing till today is I break down all the tasks I have to do into smaller more manageable pieces this is something I actually learned in project management in project management you have this whole like for example like a software or a house or something you want to construct or design and then it's going to be too much just to think about the whole development of it. So you break it down into smaller, more manageable pieces. We have the blueprint, we have the accounting, we have the budgeting, we have all the other smaller pieces. And the same is true in our daily lives, right? So if you had to call, you know, five different organizations, I would take out a piece of paper, write down the date, and then write down the, the smallest tasks, tasks on there. And each one is very, um, I guess, uh, specific. So it starts with a verb usually, like call such and such, mm -hmm. email, such and such, write, such and such. And then you're starting with that verb. And then your brain now is like, all right, I got this. I could do this now. If, I, if it's just one at one thing at a time. And then I usually like to do the smaller, shorter tasks up front. So that way it creates momentum to get to the mm -hmm. more difficult ones. And I do this every day. And as an entrepreneur, I have, you know, employees, I have partners, I have clients. I have to constantly think about like 500, literally like 500 different things. But obviously those, those thoughts are not sitting in my brain actively or consciously. They, I have methods in place where instead of me remembering 500 things, I have ways of having those 500 things in five different places and then methods of reaching those five places every day and going through like a system where that way I don't have to remember anything but I don't forget anything, if that makes sense. Yes, the more manageable, easy, yes. shortest, quickest task first and yes. gaining momentum. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, I, awesome. So that's great, great, uh, great tip there. And so I, I just, for some reason, while you were talking, started thinking about our spectrum again and thinking yeah. about this, this credit card debt. You mentioned it yeah. earlier. I put that in the yellow zone because it, it seems that a lot of people are in that, yeah. in that space. But then here you are saying, no, no, that is bad debt. So we might have a lot of people out there with bad debt or, you know, and, and we're not here to shame anybody, yeah. but we just would like to be able to, I would like to know anyway, mm -hmm. how would you work with somebody who comes in with maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple, three cards maxed out yeah. and they're really struggling with credit card debt? Yeah. So step number one is you need to know, like you need to know your numbers. So what I do is I have something called like a personal financial tracker. Um, and I outline, like, for example, um, on one side of it, it's like your checking account, savings account, your assets, the checking, savings, um, like other cash accounts you have. And then on the right side of it is the debt you have. So this in, the, in this example, let's just say there's credit card ending in one, two, three, four, you know, five, six, seven, eight, and then such and such. So each one has its last four numbers of credit card. And there's three of them in this example. So I would write down the total debt as of that day. So if one of them is, let's just say all three of them are $10,000 in debt, each one maxed out. The total mm -hmm. debt as of this day, assuming those are the only that, that's the only debt the client has, is thirty thousand dollars, right? In total debt. So on the red, it's thirty thousand, and then let's just say on the other side of it, the the checking side, the positive side, it's you know let's just say it's also thirty thousand, or let's just say it's five thousand to make this more realistic. <laughs> it's five thousand. So in other words, the debt is greater than the assets, and a lot of people are in this situation. Especially yeah. as we're approaching the end of 2022, a lot of people, um, there's a lot of layoffs, interest rates have gone up, Ex everything is more expensive now. Inflation is like eight, nine percent on average across all industries. That means, but that doesn't mean that everything has only gone up by eight percent. You know, some things have gone up much more than that. It's just the average of, of all the goods and services. 
Uh, so I've bought a lot more things that have gotten expensive now, resulting in more debt or could result in more debt. So what do we do? How do we get out of the situation? Well, step number one, we need to outline the numbers. We need to know exactly what's going on. And then step number two is we need a plan, right? So what's what's the plan? Are we going to pay the minimums towards these? Are we going to pay more than the minimum? And then step, I guess within step two, it's also not just paying down the credit card debt, but also how do we keep assets too? So just taking money from the checking side, from the asset side, and then paying down the debt, that's not necessarily always an effective strategy because you're not saving anything. There's no, there's no surplus. There's no cash saving. So we need to figure out a way to save money and pay down debt at the same time. And it's a little bit tricky to do that conventionally doing that. Just having, you know, our conventional mindset is difficult. It's, it's difficult to do that. So we need to do this from an unconventional standpoint, a different way, a different approach to financial planning. And how do we do that? Um, one way could be using the bank on yourself concept. So this was something that was outlined in Pamela Yellen's book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution. So it's a book that talks about the strategy called the bank on yourself strategy and using kind of like using debt and using your savings to grow your savings as far as well as paying down debt at the same time with the same dollars. Wow. Yeah. And so you're, and you've got a podcast called Thinking Like a Bank. And I can tell that right now, as you are talking to me, you are thinking like a bank. You're really living what you are talking about, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so in this situation where you've got $30,000 worth of debt, you've got possibly $5,000 of assets to draw from, mm -hmm. what you would maybe suggest is to start to think like a bank, yes. a little bit more like a bank, right? Uh, don't get, don't go and get rid of your your surplus. You're gonna mm -hmm. you're gonna want to actually start to to save or bring in more money because here's the way I think I think mm -hmm. I think like Tracy, which is somewhat somewhat chaotic. But here it is. Like you got you got you can get money from income. You can get money from investments. But then there is the outflow of money uh, mm -hmm. as well. You can earn money. You can inherit money, uh, and that can become coming in. But what you're saying here is to be able to employ some of the concepts by by Pamela Yellen. Is that right in her book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pamela Yellen. And yes, correct. And she and so she is now is she the one who developed the concept? Uh, what was the concept that she developed that you said? The bank on yourself concept. Yeah, bank she trademarked it and, and developed the concept, the bank on yourself concept. And that is going to be able to get that good debt going again that you were talking about earlier, which is like maybe, for example, if that person who has the credit card debt does have a home, mm -hmm. if they own a home, which is a little bit higher up on the spectrum. So yes. this is actually, you know, in the green zone where you got a mortgage, you've got an income, but mm -hmm. maybe you've got that credit card debt there too, that you could actually take a home equity line of credit out and borrow mm -hmm. against. So the equity in your home mm -hmm. could be used. Used and you can have that money to be able to even either start a business mm -hmm. or do something else with that money. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, definitely. So you could do either, if you have a house, you could either, either do a HELOC, which stands for home equity line of credit. And that's where you leverage the collateral in your house, the equity in your house, and then you use that to get a line of credit. And then you could use that line of credit to pay down other debt. The advantage of doing that is typically the HELOC is going to have lower interest rates. It's going to have interest rates similar to a mortgage. As of today, probably like 5%, 6% versus your credit cards, which are probably going to be above 10% interest. So in other words, you save money when you do that. You save money. The other thing you could do is you could do a cash out refinance. 
Cash out refinance is a little bit tricky though because it changes the mortgage now. Uh, it's like a new mortgage, in other words. It's like you're, you know, you can extend, you could take your current equity, cash out, take out the cash out of that, do a new mortgage like 30 years out. You can get tax deductions for that. Talk to your tax advisor about that, but you can get tax breaks for the interest you pay um, on the cash out refinance on the new mortgage you have. Mm-hmm. Plus, you, you take out more cash typically, and then you can use that cash to pay down other debt like credit cards, car notes, things like that, like the, the bad debt, right? And then again, the advantages of doing that is you, you you save more money, you have more cash flow. Like for example, I'm working with a client now. She has like uh, a few cars, credit cards, um, she, uh, some tax bills, uh, very similar to a lot of a lot of Americans, very similar situation, about $100,000 in, in, in debt, right? And, and liabilities. And she also owns uh, a building, a commercial building. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a cash out out of that building. We're going to take out a 30-year loan, a, a, re- a commercial real estate loan against that building of about $120,000. And then she can now pay off all that bad debt using the, commer- the commercial building she owns. And then she's going to save about $900 a month in payments. So the difference of, of $1,500 and about, I think... Um, I have to check the numbers again, but she's going to save about $900 a month. So now she's going to take this $900 and then put it into a cash value whole life insurance policy that's going to be used to build up cash in her policy. And then she can now build up cash and still, and she's paid off all her debt. And now she just has one form of debt, which is the commercial real estate building. So this is again, shifting your mindset, shifting a way of looking at like, what do you already have right now going on? And what could we change or improve now, to your point, Teresa, I, I know what you're probably going to ask next is, what if somebody doesn't have a commercial real estate building already? <laughs> um, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people also don't have commercial real estate just sitting around with a lot of equity in it. But the point here is not use commercial real estate to pay off debt. The point is um, go through your assets, work with an advisor, kind of identify where you're at and, and think of leverage, think of good debt to kind of enhance certain things. Also, I would check out the book, The Bank on Yourself Revolution book by Pamela Yellen. Um, if you actually reach out to us for a free call, I'll buy the book, the Bank on Yourself Revolution book and send it to you via Kindle for wow. free if you reach wow. out for a consultation. Um, but yeah, I, ch- I recommend the book and it talks more about using kind of this life policy that's mentioned inside the inside the book to pay yeah. down debt, to start a business, to build wealth, to pretty much do anything you want with your money. Yeah. So here's the website again. So go to that website. There's a phone number you can call for a free consultation. And then I was going to ask, what if somebody doesn't even own a house? They're renting, they've got credit card debt and they're, they're, you know, maybe they've got a pretty good paying job, but they're just not able to keep up on stuff. Mm -hmm. What about these cards that advertise zero interest, zero interest, zero payments for two years or something like that? Do you ever advise people to go for those or are those just kind of schemes? I've always wondered. Yeah. So those could be legit, right? It's just, you know, a lot of banks have promotions, right? Like zero, I, I haven't, yeah. So you could do 0% interest and then obviously no payments because there's no, um, actually there's, there's still maybe might be payments due on credit cards or other types of debt, but no interest. And those are good. Those are good for balance transfers. The downside to that is though, is what if you can't qualify for that new credit card? Because let's just say you have three credit cards and they're all maxed out. And then you apply for a fourth one with 0% interest for 12 months or for two years then that bank is going to look at the other debt and say, well, you just have all this other debt. How do we know like you're able to handle like they, 
they could obviously do the math and figure out like if you can handle that other debt or not. So that could be a situation. What if somebody's relying on just transferring their debt they have into a zero percent interest credit card? What if they can't get that? And usually it's mm-hmm. there's this so there's this ironic relationship between banks and humans. <laughs> and it's weird it's weird because when people want money, banks can't give it to them. And then vice versa, when banks want to give money to people, people don't want to take that extra money from the banks. It's this crazy inverse relationship between people and banks. And the point is that usually when you need money from a bank, they're typically not available to give it to you. Banks are The banks are available for like people who don't need more financing. They love to give those people money because they know that they can handle that kind of debt. They want to give them that money, but mm-hmm. the opposite is is definitely true as well. Yeah. Wow. You know, and that's so true because uh, they, I keep getting these faxes. Yes, I still have a fax machine. It's a bit <laughs> archaic, but I still have a fax machine. And they, they say, need money to grow your business and yeah. all this other stuff. And I'm just like, no, no, yeah. leave me alone. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so then, uh, so then you would be maybe advising that person with the 0% to, to be <laughs> able to put, put some money away to start paying down that $30,000, making a plan Mm -hmm. in the next, whatever, how many years it is. And, and then, so you're not, your payments aren't going toward the interest that your card every month is uh, gaining, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's going toward, all right, here's what we have. Here's all the debt. It's consolidated. It's on one card. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of years to work on getting that balance down. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. And and one thing that I, I would, I would emphasize on is, don't just look at like the name of the product or like the advertising of it. Like work with an advisor, work with a coach, somebody who can like take you into it like further. Like, mm-hmm. all right, let's, let's open up the terms and conditions to this. Let's, all right, let's do the math now. Let's take out an Excel sheet. Let's plug in. If you paid X amount of dollars from now over the next two years, how much would you spend? Let's also compare it to the 0% interest. If you can qualify for it, let's also compare it to this thing. And then kind of like let the math take us to the right answer. This is nice. something I think it's like, it, it's essential, right? You, you, you know, everybody needs some sort of like professional or, or, or advisor on their team, right? Whether it's mental health, whether it's an eating disorder, mm-hmm. whether it's getting out of debt, you, like you need somebody to help you work through it. And you could definitely see a, a big difference, right? Because technically speaking, you could try to handle whatever issue you're having on your own versus having somebody help you. And then the results could be completely different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like it's really customized what you what yeah. you do uh, for yeah. every individual, like counseling should be. It shouldn't be a yes. cookie cutter approach, but uh, it's taking the individual and their needs into consideration. Precisely. So, mm-hmm. so do you have any products or services that you would like to be able to promote and or talk about, uh, Sari? Yeah. So you can go to um, thinkinglikeabank.com. It's just thinking like a bank.com. You could download our free ebook. You could also check out our podcast. You can connect with me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Everything is pretty much at thinking like a bank.com or um, the other website, finassetprotection.com. So one of them is pretty much our company website. And the other one is our, uh, like our content website with the podcast, the ebook. So yeah, check out those. And then if you want a free, con- if you want, if you want to get a copy of the free book, uh, thinking, uh, sorry, uh, the bank item self revolution, if you want a copy of that for free, reach out to me for a 15 minute consultation and I'll send you that book for free uh, via Kindle. Wow. That is such a great deal. I'd like to be able to see if I can manage sharing the screen. It's been a while since I've done this. And uh, so hold on just a second and see if we can go on to your, okay. Can you see that? 
Um, yes, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. And this is your website here. And uh, again, that's growing your money safely, predictably, and guaranteed. And uh, so this is just how the website looks. And then I believe that there's at the bottom uh, some steps that you can take right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Finance assets protection structure. You can go ahead and do the step one, get your free financial assessment, which is what Sari was just talking about. And then through that process, you can ask him for that book uh, that he said. And he also has a, a free ebook as well. And then there's some links uh, to the podcast. Really, you can get to the podcast on this site as well. All right. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything that you want to say about your website here? It looks like you have some pretty good guests and people who are going to be, <laughs> I like this last one, avoid taxes using these vehicles. Boy, I'm going to yeah, have to course. listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, that's kind of the, the objective, right, of thinking like a bank, the podcast, is we want to, I brought on a bunch of guests, I think the 69 episodes, uh, we brought on guests who talk about taxes, who talk about savings, who talk about investing in real estate, and all of this can be done. And I wanted to kind of make the content applicable to anybody in any financial situation. So again, if you're listening to this, you're like, you know what, this doesn't apply to me. It, it most likely I could almost bet it does apply to you. So check out these episodes. And I wanted to make it, I really wanted to make the podcast episodes like, whoa, I didn't know you could do that. You know, like saving taxes, you know, grow wealth regardless of market conditions, um, invest in real estate at any phase, at any financial phase in your life. You don't have to be a, a multimillionaire to invest in real estate. So that's kind of like the approach I wanted to take for the, podcast and for our content. That is so cool. So um, any kind of financial situation that you can possibly imagine uh, is probably going to be on there. And mm -hmm. uh, I love that idea that you can just go fish around in his podcast. Yes. So they they do. I do have that he, you're on Apple, you're on mm -hmm. Spotify. I can go ahead and just show some of the episodes here on Apple. And this is that avoid using taxes, uh, yes. using these avoid uh, avoid taxes using these vehicles and so passive income i've always wondered about that i've tried a couple of times to do some passive income i'm always thinking i make more money active income so i yeah. would love to listen to that one yeah uh, which one would you recommend for our credit card person do you have one uh that you remember uh let's see credit card person uh Ooh, bitcoin I might have to do an episode just on debt yeah. management. You could, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. You have to do it that way. Here's episode 54, why having great credit leads to more business. And uh, that might be um, yeah. one that you would want to listen to as a preventative measure to yeah. not get into credit card debt. Uh, but it, it does have all things financial. And I just I love the variety of, uh, of episodes that you have. Yeah, so you. let's just go ahead and take a trip over to your thinking like a bank website while I'm still hot uh, on this uh, sharing the screen thing, because, you know, it's been a while. Uh, so uh, let's see here. Yeah, let's do this. So this is thinking like a bank. Yes. Mm -hmm. And this website now, see, it has the, the tab up there on the upper right that says get a free copy of the ebook, which mm -hmm. I was able to do really easily. And I'm reading through it right now. So, and then, and then uh, there's the podcast is on um, Apple, Spotify, and then you've got a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to say about the book to promote it or to talk about it at all? 
Yeah, it's just a free book. It's pretty much 30 pages long. And it talks about some of the, it talks about what we're talking about in this podcast now, but in more detail, it, it talks about examples, real life examples. It talks about the benefits of it and, and how applying that strategy mentioned in the ebook works. And then if, if you want, you could, the, the, e, the ebook has links to scheduling the free call. So if you want to download the ebook first and then, and then call, you could do that. Or if you want to call, then download, it's up to you, whatever you're more comfortable with. Uh, with with doing um, and I and, and I also took the ebook. I took some questions too that I would get from people. Like people would ask, "How does this work?" or "How does that work?" And I took all those questions, kind of compiled them together, and then put them in, into this ebook to kind of provide more content and more awareness on the concept that we dive into. I love this little scrolling uh, uh, testimonial board you have yeah. here on the left in the black yeah. box. That is really super cool. Yeah, yeah and there you are. And uh, you know, so this is about this is about Siri. And uh, so this website is really super cool. And again, free copy, free copy, free copy. And then if you ask Sari uh, about the Patricia Yellen book, oh, then yeah. you are going to be able to get a free copy of that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Pamela Yellen. Yeah, Pamela Yellen's book, oh. Bank on Yourself. You can go to Kindle and buy it. It's probably like 10 or $12 on Kindle, or you can reach out to me for a free consultation, and then I'll send it to you for free. Yeah. Well, great. And then I also noticed that you have a YouTube channel that I'm going to go ahead and show just a little bit. You've got a, quite a lot of content on YouTube, Sari. I'm impressed. Look at this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got all of the episodes. Some of them are video podcasts, I, I imagine, and some of them are just audio. Yeah. Some of them are video. Some of them are audio. Um my next goal that I want to do is I want to, because these are all podcast formats or even clips from podcasts. So my next goal that I want to do is I want to actually like have it like a whiteboard where I'm drawing out like this is how, you know, an example of like actually like illustrate with numbers and calculations and showing more of that. It's just going to take, it just, I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> I have to kind oh. of like prioritize and there are some videos where I am illustrating things. But I want to I want to do more of that on YouTube, like more illustrating examples and kind of proving some sort of concepts or cases. You know, we're all about overwhelm here at Calming the Chaos <laughs> podcast. So maybe you should check us out a little bit more. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, YouTube can be very, very overwhelming. And yeah. uh, I appreciate that you're on there and you have so much content. So yeah, yeah so check Sari out on YouTube. Uh, check out the, uh, the website, uh, either the uh, finan financial asset protection or yeah. thinking like a bank and his podcast, which is thinking like a bank, making it really simple, just having that one name. And, uh, so anything in closing that you might want to say or suggest uh, to our listeners today, it was just so nice talking to you and you offered such a, a lot of helpful information to everybody out there. Oh yeah. It was a pleasure being here, Tracy. I enjoyed our conversation and nice talking to you and hopefully the audience can get a lot of value out of this. And yeah, if you, I'd like to talk to you and see how I can help you out with your next financial move. Great. Sorry. Wonderful having you as a guest. You take care and uh, you have some of that Chicago style pizza for me. All right. I hear it's really good um, in the windy city. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos podcast. If the information in this podcast has been helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, 
Spotify, and on YouTube. You can also go to our podcast website at www.calmingthechaospodcast.com, where you can listen to all Calming the Chaos podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.